And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. My name is Muhammad Hamis and I am joined by coach Mark and Ujita to unpack the coming week in the NFL. And let's start, guys, with the AFC North, where last week we saw Baltimore make a statement win against the uh, LA Chargers. I mean, that was the most anticipated game of the week, uh, arguably. Um, uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be very close and it ended up 34 to six. I mean, holding the LA chargers back to six points. Um, Yujito did Baltimore overtake Buffalo as the team to beat in the AFC right now with that win. Uh, I, I don't know if they took them over, but they came really close. And I, I think we look, we should look more on the, what they did on defense more than what they did on offense. Yeah, offense, you know, Lamar looks great. He's poised in the, uh, in the pocket. He's doing his thing. They're running back as a committee, something like 187 yards uh, on the field. But w- what I liked about was what happened on defense. And Don Martindale really uh, brought something crazy to that defense. Something I think Herbert at the press conference said they'd seen some looks that they'd not seen on film. Um, and then when you look at the game, it's, you know, they're, they're showing five rushing three at some times. Showing eight, rushing uh, six, so that completely flat-footed Herbert. Uh, and he did look confused know, for the first time. He he was, and you know, imagine a team that's put four hundred yards against a Cleveland defense, which is you know top uh, top of the table. You know, at scoring one hundred ninety-seven in this game, uh, score, scoring just one uh, just one score. Sorry, right. So uh, yeah, I mean, Baltimore really came up. Uh, so I don't know if. Uh, I would say they're kind of neck and neck, Buffalo and uh, Baltimore at the moment. Both have good offense and defense. Um, let's see how it goes. They got Cincinnati coming up. Mark, you, you had Buffalo also at the beginning of the season as your pick to go to the, to the Super Bowl. Does this change anything for you? I don't think the Baltimore result did. I thought the Tennessee game did. Um, right. Because I, I really, I, I watched the first half of that. And I was really impressed with Buffalo. They just seemed in control. And because of the time difference, I missed the second half, woke up to Tennessee winning. And I was very, very shocked at that because Goff and everyone looked so in command. I found it right. hard to fathom that they, how they lost that. Um, but then you go back and you rewatch, or in my case, rewatch the second half. And I just thought they had a really poor half. I, you know, we've got to give credit to Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you know, Derek Henry is the obvious standout, but I just thought their defense really, really stepped up an awful lot that I didn't expect from them. I know, coach, you picked Tennessee at the beginning of the season. We kind of laughed the first few weeks because they've been fairly right. awful. They've been behind awful. your they've back. Been good. Oh, no, to your face. No, to your face. And I just <laughs> thought that. Um, Not me. <laughs> no, no, no. Eugene's <laughs> always snide behind the back. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> no, no. So uh, I, I just thought that uh, Tennessee really came to play. And if they can maintain, then they're going to be a contender as well. And right. I think they're going to become the team that coach expected them to become preseason. Now, before we unpack the Tennessee and the, and the Bills game, let me just go back to Baltimore right now and their division in the AFC North. We've got Cincinnati right behind them with a with a record of four and two and they go up against each other this week so that's a you know very anticipated uh, uh game so coach 
I think my question to you is is on 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 the Bengals. Have we been sleeping on this team, or is it just uh, luck of I don't know luck of the schedule, or are they actually that good? Should we expect them to be in part of that conversation soon? Look, I, I think you have to put them in the conversation. I don't know if that means the AFC might be a little weaker, but um, I do think we might have slept on them a bit. Uh, I think they've put together a pretty good run. I don't think their schedule's weak. If you go back and look at some of the teams they played. Um, I also think they added a few weapons, both in trades and in the draft, and both of those have paid off very well. Jamar um, Chase. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, their quarterback coming back off surgery, uh, he's really stepped up his game. Um, and you talk about um, getting different looks. I think they're giving different looks on offense. They're definitely not one-dimensional, in some cases not even two-dimensional. They're even three-dimensional. They throw it out of the slot. I've seen some really good matchup opportunities for Jamar Chase in some motions that they do. And so, yeah, I, I, I do believe that on any one given day, yes, Baltimore can scheme. Um, we'll see how they do against, against Cincinnati. I, I do believe Cincinnati will be a player by the end of the season in the AFC. I think we also have stats. to – sorry, just before – Go ahead, we, yeah. We have to remember how close they ran Green Bay. Right. You know, it was only yeah. it came a bit of a kicking fiasco in the end. Yeah. But yeah. as a team, they pushed Green Bay pretty hard. They got really right. close to them and should have won and could have won. Right. And, and, and there's you, an interesting, gotta... interesting stat here. Cincinnati is the only team in the NFL to allow 25 points or less in each game this season. So no team has scored more than 25 points against them. So that, yeah. that also speaks to the defense. Well, th that's a good point because much of what Cincinnati has done is adjusted from last year, uh, whether it's been on defense and borrows. Yeah, they had a full 11-1 season last year, and look how they've come out now. So, right. yeah, they're doing good. It'll be, it'll, it'll be an interesting game. Maybe we should pick it for our, our, our pick six uh, uh, segment and see if we can pick against the spread on that one. That'll be an interesting Only game. if we go the other ways. Yes, we need to go in opposite ways. All right, now let me kind of circle back and go back to the to the to the Bills and the Titans because what I want to do is speak a little bit more about the Titans. But before we do that, the Bills are going off into a um, uh, into into a bye week right now. There was an interesting play right at the end where they should have taken the field goal. They went for fourth down, and that kind of became the uh, the decider. Coach, did you have a problem with that call? Oh yes, um, I, I'm a, I'm a I'm an old timer, and I'm a huge believer of when you can put points on the board, you take the points, um, especially if it's a chance to tie, and you you have to believe that your offense is better, or even your defense is better in an overtime quarter. Um, however, I think I have a bigger issue maybe with the play call. Right. Um, I myself, I, I'm not saying that. It, you know, they're going to get that. If you go look at the stats, I think I saw a percentage. They're 87% chance to win the game if they get the first down. Of course, right. that's the occasion. I mean, that's an easy stat, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I did have a little bit of a problem with it. I, I really thought that, look, you've got the arguably one of the best offenses in, in the game. And – you know, other than maybe a bad second half, your defense did play much better uh, on the last few drives. Um, not the big one that they gave up and then not the long one, but a few in between there. So, um, yeah, I, I had an issue with it personally. 
Right. No, but I mean, considering that the Bills are, I think, one of the best teams in the NFL in converting third downs and fourth downs this year, I think they were pretty confident. And I think that's the kind of the, the ethos of the team this year. You know, like we're going to hit you in the mouth. We're going to go for the win every time. Yep. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's debatable either way. Um, now, with the Titans now, they're, they're, they're four and two. They've got the same record as the Bills, who are also four and two. Um, Derek Henry was, was, was unbelievable. Now, they go up against Kansas City. Well, they're at home hosting the Kansas City Chiefs uh, uh, this week. What is your outlook on that game, Mark? Um, uh, we've talked about last week how Kansas City have zero margin for error. They had a good win against Washington last week, but I don't think the score told the story there. They still have a problem uh, uh, in defense. They couldn't stop the run. Um, and they're going up against Derrick Henry, who's, <laughs> who's been dissecting. He's just a freight train going through everybody. So uh, what do you see happening in that game, Mark? I think I don't see Kansas winning somehow. Um, I've just got a feeling that they're going to get outgunned. Um, I think the Titans defense is better than the Kansas defense. And that's really kind of where it comes down to. They're going to get more stops than Kansas. And I, I can't see how Kansas can stop the Titans offense. And I think the, it could be a 10 point margin as well. You know, it's, wow. Wow. Now, if you look at it, there's a lot of things that are canceling each other out. Obviously, Kansas have Patrick Mahomes, who is, you know, lights out and he's been doing his thing. Uh, On the other side, you've got Tannehill, who hasn't been really great that this this year. Six touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, Basically, the the X factor in that team is Derrick Henry. Now, Kansas cannot stop the run. Derrick Henry has been running through everybody. Um, the past defense also has not been great uh, um, uh, for, 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 for Kansas. Um, Tannehill has not been great in the passing. So everything kind of cancels out. Yujira, uh, do you see that translating into a closer game than what Mark believes with a, with a 10-point difference? Uh, uh, I have a different view uh, on this. Uh, yeah, look, Tennessee, okay, um, I think it was mainly Derrick Henry that won yeah. that game. It was not only about his running, which, by the way, 126 yards were after first contact of his 143. That's insane. But the, the other thing that he did was he, he made the defense come close to the line, which exposed the, um, the backfield there. Uh, but I liked what I saw from KC this week. I know they were playing yeah. a bad uh, defense, but there were glimpses of vintage Mahomes uh, right. in, the, in this game. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I noticed was he, he plays much better when he's in the pocket constructing drives. So he had. They had 10 play drives for, I think, 95, 12 plays for 96. When he constructed those drives, got the touchdowns, he looked like a much better quarterback than trying to get out of the pocket, which, which he hasn't been great at doing. Right. Even defensively, I did see a better, uh, better look from them this week. But you know? still, KC is dead last in the league when it comes to sacks this year. Um, yeah. But Tannehill, on the other hand, if we're talking about canceling things out, yeah. is the second most sacked quarterback behind Zach Wilson in the league. So th- that's yeah. another, uh, another thing. Yeah. That, uh, but, but, uh, so like I said, Spagnola, I think, did a better job this week. First of all, keeping out Sorensen and uh, Thornhill, that made uh, impact directly. But again, just like Baltimore, they did some stuff on defense, you know, bringing in Russia's different types of looks. I think they were much better defensively this way. They crowded the scrimmage line. Heineke didn't have any room to move. So I think, uh, I mean, as much as Tennessee has done well, but I think Casey, looking from last week, 
uh, I think this is time for them to get better because yeah. more riding on KC than Tennessee. Tennessee have an easier schedule going ahead. I think Rams is pretty much the toughest, but this is a big one for KC. I, I have a feeling they come through. Right, right. Coach, I mean, we can see the flag in your background. You're familiar with Tannehill. He's a Texas native. Why is he struggling uh, this year? I mean, you, you have good coaching. You've got a well-structured offense. The defense is okay. What is the area that he's struggling in the most this year? Look, I think, you know, the few of those stats that you gave, if you take the first game of the season, the Arizona game out, right. um, I think his sacks are much different. And let's also not forget that the last three games um, prior to this one, his number one and his number two wideouts were out, right? right. So um, you are going to have likely more chances of – or him taking more chances in the passing game. Um, I think they got behind the chains in one or two of those games where he, he had to throw it and take those chances. Um, I, I, I do believe they struggled a bit in the offensive line um since the Arizona game but at the same time you see those struggles and now you see what they do uh, against a very very good Buffalo defense um and and I I I don't I I do disagree with what Ujitha just said yes I think we saw glimpses of vintage Mahomes but you're basing that on one half of football um, right can we really make a judgment of Mahomes is back and there's no turnovers over one half of football against what I would consider a bottom third team in the Washington and the Washington defense. Okay. Um, so coach uh, still thinks uh, <clears throat> that Casey are in trouble. They're not out of the woods just yet. I don't believe they are. And look, I, I, as I said before, I think I, I posted it not too long ago, teams that can run the ball as good as Tennessee does in control. Um, it does make their defense look good as we get later and go on more in the year. Okay, they're going to okay. keep Kansas off the pitch. The, yeah, Kansas offense off the pitch. They're going to make their defense work really hard. Right, and you know, it could be something like a forty-twenty split in terms of time of possession. Well, I All think right. the last thing Kansas City wants on the field is their defense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think Tennessee are going to play that game of yeah. knocking them out, knocking them out. Just eleven. It's interesting to see how. Yeah, we'll be interested to see how the spread moves over the next couple of days. Uh, it's, moved a point, it's moved a point and a half in the last two days on the Tennessee oh, side. To the Tennessee side. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Now, let, let's zoom out a little bit and, and just kind of looking at the, at, the, uh, at the whole of the NFL and looking at division by division. Uh, which division leaders are you guys prepared to lock in? Uh, Mark, let me start with you and let's talk about uh, the NFC West and the NFC North. So the NFC West, we've got Arizona 6-0 with the Rams 5-1 right behind them. Um, it's the, one of the most competitive divisions. Are we ready to lock in Arizona as the, as the division winners or is it too early to do that? Too early. I'm, uh, you too know, early. I, I just don't think that six weeks in um, is enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is a question for week 10 personally. Okay. I, I do think it's between the two of them. I think the other two teams are too inconsistent. And now I knew you were going to say that. And that was just kind of a setup question because the real question that I wanted to ask you is the NFC North. <laughs> we built up the game a lot last week. We even had Darla join us as a Green Bay fan to preview this week. And the game ended with Aaron Rodgers shouting into the stands. I just, still uh, own um, you. 
to Listen, a disclaimer a, uh, if kids are watching you might want to switch <laughs> off right now shout yeah. out to darla I this is uh, darla. i'm perfectly calm first of all <laughs> do you thing. feel owned is is the first question that i have and the second question are we ready to lock in green bay as the winners of the nfc north <laughs> let's yes be, and yes let's be truthful here yeah he's entitled to say what he said however that upsets Chicago fans, the facts say he's he's owned us for 15 years. What yeah. is he, 27 and 5 against you guys or something yeah, like something that? something like that. It's, yeah. I know it's five wins. That's all I really care about, which is, you know, it's a, it's a horrendous <laughs> stat. So um, I don't really have a big issue with what he said. I, I wish someone had phoned something at him from the crowd. You know, that's my only <laughs> I should have taken a shoe off or thrown it or something. No, I wouldn't want him to get hurt, but just something to make him feel. Uh, well, he he had a, a couple of birds flit towards him, and that did. was, I think, the reason he. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine, and that's all part of the game. That's that's. I've got no issue with that at all. On on the Bears fan side, or what he did, um, it doesn't bother me. It, I know it doesn't really bother many of us. Two days, four days on, you know, and stuff like that. I I just think it's heat at the moment stuff. But he's right. That's the bottom right. line. So I'm not gonna. I I'm not gonna. Pretend okay. otherwise. All right, all right. You just so we're I, looking at the. Am I? Hold on, he didn't. He didn't answer the second question. Oh no, yeah, the yeah, second yeah, question. Yeah. I was skipped about it. To. Skipped it. Am I prepared to lock him in? Um. Yes, I am. Simply yeah. because the thing that I've got the biggest gripe. There's two gripes I've got about Sunday's game. So you've asked me the question. <laughs> so you've got to listen. Um. <laughs> You know, Bill Lazor's calling Matt Nagy's offense. Let's not get any, you know, let's not be fooled. Just because Bill Lazor's calling the plays, he's not suddenly dialing up lots of different looks, lots of different uh, schemes. He's just not. He's calling the same crap that Matt Nagy called. It's just maybe in a different order. So that I have a major issue with. Um, yeah. I really, really do. Uh, the second thing I've got a huge issue with, and um, I know it's a an age-old thing, but, gee, the, the help the refs gave Green Bay. I don't expect any of you guys on this podcast to have... No, I agree. That seems agree. to be an excuse that is used I quite often. Uh, I can see Cochran, really. There <laughs> Justin Fields called for a timeout with three seconds on the play clock and they didn't give it to him. You okay. know, that that's just an instance. There are many. I have a big issue with that because for me, it's spoiling the game. If the, And I'm going to keep it at that. It's... I'm going to keep it calm. A, a, a little Jose Mourinho coming out here from, <laughs> from a, little, a little bit of diplomacy. I just want to say Matt Nagy for one more time. Okay, it, we'll, we'll we'll circle back to Matt Nagy when we talk about the coaches. So I'll give you an opportunity to okay. uh, to do that in a bit. Cool. So so That's save cool. that, hold that thought for a second. Uh, cool. Let's move over to to Ujita, the NFC least with uh, Dallas leading uh, <laughs> five to one. Uh, with a five and one record, both Washington and Philly at two and four. A pretty easy question. I expect a one word answer. Should we lock in Dallas as the winners of the NFC? East? Well, and before that, I want to say that's great restraint on Mark. You did well. <laughs> <laughs> Parents everywhere watching this, thank you. Uh, and I do agree with him. There were some bad calls there. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, look, NFC East, if anyone's going to win this division other than Dallas, that means they've turned their franchise around and they won the Super Bowl because no one's beating Dallas. Here. I mean, the things that Dallas is doing and the, the stuff they're bringing on offense, I mean, defenses are going to scheme long and hard because uh, Kellen Moore is, is doing a great job there on, on offense. They've got the pieces in place. There is some injuries talk and everything, but they got two weeks off now to do whatever, uh, you know, to get back into this. So I don't see anyone winning this other than Dallas in okay. the NFCs. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it. Yeah, to answer your question in one word, yes. All right, NFC South, Tampa Bay is going to win this division. I'm sick to my stomach with Carolina. Um, I didn't mind the Dallas loss, the Philadelphia loss, obviously. Hurt quite a bit, uh, and you can stop. You can stop smiling there. Uh, but I, I think last week's loss to, to Minnesota, even though we almost came back from the one yard line right at the, at the end, pushed it to overtime and lost in overtime. I'm disgusted by it. I want the offensive coordinator gone. Um, the O line is terrible. I want every single pick in the draft next year to be in in the O line. I don't care about any other position uh, in the team. Uh, forget it. Sean Payton, can he mount a challenge? If he had Drew Brees or a good quarterback, yes, but then he still has crab legs, Jameis Winston, uh, and I don't think that's going to that's gonna work out. So NFC South, unlocking it in for Tampa Bay. Let's see what happens. Coach, let's move over to the AFC. We've got Tennessee in a terrible division. Uh, four and two record. Behind them is Indy with two and four. Um, we can lock that in, I assume. Yeah. Yes. Yep. AFC East Buffalo. Um, can New England do something? They're two and four, Buffalo and four and two. We can lock that in as well. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Now here's the one. AFC North. We've talked a lot about Baltimore and Cincinnati. Five and one, four and two. Are you ready to kind of lock Baltimore in, or are you going to kind of hedge hedge it and wait for, for this game coming up this week before you uh you make a decision on that? Look, I think this is turning into one of the more difficult um, divisions in football. Even the yep. two behind them with Cleveland and Pittsburgh are three and three. So it's not like they're a horrible division, as you said, that Tennessee's leading with Indy and the other people. So right. um, I, I wouldn't count any of them out, especially at week six. I mean, we're just barely a third of the way through the season. Um, anything can happen. Um, you know, I mean, a point, case in point is Pittsburgh last year. Right. Right, who looked a guarantee to lock it up, won ten or eleven in a row, and then just laid an egg on the all the rest of them plus the playoffs. So, right, um, I, I like how Baltimore looked last week. Um, I, I think they will probably beat Cincinnati, but I think it'll be a close game. But I still don't think that locks them in. No, um, okay. they've got a pretty difficult schedule. I think in the middle, I'm trying to remember exactly who they play, but they've got two or three games in there. Um, that'll really show their wares. I still don't think running back by committee will get it done um, right. over the course of a 17-game 17, 17 season. And look, let's face it, as good as that quarterback is and as good as Jackson looks, he will take lumps and he will have some issues game 10, game 11, game 13, game 14, um, where he won't look as good or he won't be as agile. And if he does, I'll be the first one to say, hey, I was wrong. Do you think the 17th game that was added this year is going to be a major factor by the end of the season or will most divisions be, be locked by then? 
I don't think I think no. I don't I think it'll be just like every other year. I think you'll be looking at those last two or three games. We just happen to add an extra one to be able to identify it. Um, if you look at the schedule, the the schedule makers did a really good job still keeping those last two or three games of everybody's season in the division. Um, and they threw the 17 game, which was mostly interleague at week 10, 11, 12. Okay. Okay. Now with the AFC West, I want everybody to chime in on this one because I think this is the most interesting one. We've got the Rams at four and two with the Raiders also at four and two Denver and KC three and three right behind. Um, this one is, is, is becoming a, a a very interesting competition, right? Uh, many people counted KC out last week, expected them to struggle against Washington. They came back. They're up against Tennessee this week, so they, that might kind of push them into a setback again. Uh, Mark, how do you see that panning out? Who do you see coming or rising to the top, at least the two teams that will be competing for it at the end? Because right now it's, it's, it's free-for-all. Chargers. Um... LAC, sorry, yeah, I yeah. said the Rams. It's, it's the Chargers. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna pass. That. Right, right, right. Um, I, I think the Chargers are, are favourites at the moment, and uh, you can never count out KC. But I think if they start to go, you know, two four, two five, whatever it's going to, three five, you know, they don't want to get too far behind. If if Kansas is still like five and five at week ten for them. Great. I think that's really good because their O-line will start to gel because they've got a lot of new personnel and everything else there. Um, but they've got to get some defense. And I don't see it at the moment. I think they're going to get hurt and beaten up this weekend. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm pretty much in a charger camp as we stand just before week seven games, you know. Yujita? Uh, you know, chargers are their worst, uh, one worst enemy. To be serious, any I mean, they have still, been throughout the last couple of yeah, years as well. Exactly, every year. and yeah. and we saw a glimpse of this last week. You know, as Brandon Staley got a little bit too cute uh, on offense, uh, and you know Herbert uh, couldn't manage it. They they're going too much on fourth. We don't want to see them doing that all the time. Um, the the kicker keeps missing pats. So again, if they lose this division, it will be because of them. Um, the Raiders, I think, have uh, a better chance than KC at the moment. KC's got a little bit of a tougher schedule going ahead. So the Raiders, um, they seem to have confidence after Gruden's gone. You know. um, and their the, coach, the play they calling has been rallied around, around their interim coach as well, they, right? They have, and their car's back to being that you know really good quarterback and running that offense really well. So I think it's going to be between the Chargers and Raiders. Like Mark said, I, I mean, uh, Casey, I don't know how far they're going to be to come back for this. But yeah, Chargers to lose it. That's what mm. it is. Now, despite their records, I think there's an imposter amongst us. And it, their name is the Denver Broncos. Uh, Coach, do you agree that that's the, the team that might kind of uh, slip behind? Or do, will they surprise us? Denver? Oh, there's no surprises in Denver. I think that they've very much been a product of their schedule. Um, I think, look, they, they probably showed their true colors against a really emotional Raiders team last week. Yep. Um, I just, you know, I, I read a really good article on, you know, if, if we looked at the statistics today of the top 10 quarterbacks and Mahomes is number 10. And then they polled all past general managers and current general managers who would answer the question. 
if you had a chance to start a team today, which of those 10 quarterbacks would you pick? And Mahomes was all of them. Right. Right. So I think that's why we continually not count out the Chiefs. But I'm sitting here looking at their schedule. Um, Even after the Titans, sure, they get an off week in the Giants. And then they go Packers. And then they have Cowboys. Yeah. And then uh, an ever tough one with the Steelers later on in the season. So, um, look, I – I would never count out Kansas City because I have an enormous amount of respect for Andy Reid and his ability to coach up um, teams, not just people. Um, right. But I really think the Chargers. I like that their their mentality. I like how they've kind of rounded it up. I do not believe the Raiders can sustain it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are built in John Gruden's semblance, and I think they're built for him and his play calling. Like, I think, you know, everybody's team comes to emotional wins at some point in the season for whatever reason. I think that's what we saw last week. Um, I don't believe that they're good enough for a, a pretty good stretch run. And I think Denver's a waste. Um, so, I, yeah, I like the Chargers as well. But don't okay. count out Kansas City. No. I know it sounds crazy. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Now, if he keeps throwing even, ducks, even if they lose, Even if they lose against Tennessee this week? Even if they lose against Tennessee. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, kids watching managed to uh, kind of get through the, the 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 last segment from Mark without hearing any any swear word. Let's see if we can keep this PG with the with the next question that I have. I want to talk about head coaches in the hot seat, and obviously the obvious one is 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 Matt Nagy. So, Mark, I did interrupt you before. I wanted you to to hold that thought for now. How how long can this go on with Matt Nagy before either he's off the team? Or, or, or uh, off the uh, the hot seat and and back to normal. First of all, Bears don't fire coaches during season. It's almost unheard. never happened. So yeah, okay. um, I I think we're stuck with him until week seventeen, until the Monday. Uh, I just want to give you a few stats because it's kind of important. He was brought in as an offensive guru because Bears have always had decent defenses somehow. And uh, we've, we've got a pretty good one now. But I just want to give you a few stats. In 2018, we were 21st in, 21st in, uh, in yards and then um, ninth in points. 2019, 29th in yards, 29th in points per game. 2020, 26th in yards, 22nd in points per game. And at the moment, through six. With 30th in yards and 30th in points. Now, to me, that isn't an offensive guru. He's the common denominator in all of this. He's not, he's not a good offensive coach. And if he's not a good offensive coach, um, he shouldn't be head coach because I think a a head coach has to be a bit of everything. Otherwise, you know, Lovey Smith was always so great on defense and he put some wonderful defenses together but the offenses were anemic so uh unfortunately with um with Nagy I don't think he's good enough for the to be a head coach I'm not sure he's good enough to be a a, an offensive coordinator based on what I've seen so I think he he should be on the hot seat Bears should get rid of him sooner rather than later but they won't okay my, my Interesting. Um, for me, m- my pick for, for, for the coach in the hot seat, um, you know, sometimes you have a bad day in the office, but sometimes that day in the office is so bad that it automatically puts your job in danger. And I think Flores in Miami had the disastrous, disastrous. I think it was one of the worst 
series of play calls and decisions made in a space of, I don't know, two to three minutes that I've ever seen in a game. And we were, me and coach were watching that game closely in London uh, with Jacksonville, but it was an absolute disaster. Coach, <laughs> you and I had a few exchanges about that. What did you think about that, that stretch of the game that eventually gave I, Jacksonville their, their first I don't know win? what was worse, the uh, yellow flags and the Bears um, Green Bay game or the red flags out of the pocket of the Miami coach. Right. Uh, really, really poor decisions. I think um, lost and I, two timeouts in the space. Yeah, of- and, I, and it would have would have cost him. I mean, it could have had the chance to come back and win the game. Right. Um, I definitely think he's struggling. I think he's on the hot seat. No matter what you hear about, we're going to trade for the the Houston quarterback or whatever. Um, but I think both he, um, the gentleman in um, Chicago, and I think the Giants guy, he's in trouble too. So um, they're going to have to win some games because I think they – what they win 10 last year, even though they didn't make the playoffs. Um, and I think their defense was coming back and was expected to be good, which is Flores' thing. He's a defensive guy, and they haven't been. Um, and even even with Tua um, injured, they just don't look – they don't look cohesive on offense, whether he's in there or not. It just doesn't look, you know, what, what I think an NFL offense should look like, even at times. You know, right. I know you have some bad games or bad halves or bad quarters. They just don't look cohesive to me. So, yeah, I think he's in trouble. Okay. Okay. Yujita, who's your pick for the head coach in the hot seat? Well, I think coach brought it up was Joe Judge, <laughs> the Giants guy. But, but I think it's a two-for-one deal in the Giants. Got David Gettleman as well. So it's not only Joe Judge. It's one of those uh, – you remember a couple of years ago um, – the Cleveland, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, they got rid of both of them together. So this is a similar kind of deal. Uh, you know, Gettleman, it's been four years, no postseason. I think he's like 16, 38. Um, the Giants, I mean, they don't look competitive at all. I mean, right. this is a team that's not going to be good for the next, I don't know, it's, it's going to be a rebuilding for a few years. So it's not only Joe Judge. Um, Jason Garrett hasn't done much on offense either. I mean, since he's come from the Cowboys. So it's like it could be all three of them. Um, yeah. And probably should be, you know. A Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, a complete reboot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we kind of laughed when they picked up Daniel Jones. We watched that draft together, Mohammed, if you remember. Right. But at least Daniel Jones, he's got a bit better than what, what he was in the previous seasons. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Joe Judge, Gelman, I think it's, it's, they, they should probably go together if they do. But they no, can, another they, thing, they're not going to do that in the season, though, are they? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But that's a lot um, change in the season. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, I can see, I can see there. the Giants doing it. Really? Uh, Is that yeah, bad? I can just because of the New York media. And I think getting a chance to have some positive media attention instead of, loss and loss and loss and another loss you know at least they can show in the media they're being proactive i can see them losing something two or or three games and by week nine him saying look you got to go um and i think they would probably let garrett go with him um that's just my my opinion i don't think chicago will do that but i can see the giants doing it i can see the maras doing it Okay, now, Coach, another thing you mentioned, and and you avoided uh, uh, actually spelling out his name, uh, Deshaun Watson (laughs) with the rumors of him moving to to Miami. If that goes through um, and he does play, 
this uh, this year. Is that a bad look for the NFL? I just can't see how he plays. I mean, if you go all the way back to Ray Rice, even Ben Roethlisberger, and some of the things that they were accused of, I mean, you've got 21 open opportun- or open cases. I just can't see that he plays. Um, I can see him having a pretty stiff uh, excuse neck. Me. I, can, I, can see, I, can, I can see him having a, a very good, good, good save. Good save, man. Good save. You should work to I the can, I can, oh my I can see him having a very thing. tough penalty headed his way. Um, but I just I don't think he can play. I, I don't see how the NFL can allow it to happen. Yeah. And it's not going to be a happy ending. Yeah. Then. The... <laughs> oh man! Keep it going. Always count on you, Eugene, to, to actually hey, put listen, it out they, there. You know. <laughs> they 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 printed a 267-page report and suspended a guy for four games for his balls being deflated. So if they don't at least kick this guy out for a few games, yeah, right. Um, hey, I've got. I think there's an issue. Why okay. would Miami even think about trading for him? Because it's Miami. We're week six. They okay. They might was not that bad. Exactly. It just. Yeah. I, I was. You know, we're recording this Thursday before week seven games. So yeah, we're speaking as it is today. At the moment, I the whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. I understand Houston. Houston will. Get rid of him, absolutely. But why would any other NFL team want to take him on? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't. Right. And I agree with Coach. He shouldn't He shouldn't play another down this year. Well, uh, there's been rumors that tour to Denver as well. Well, they just got if, if the Watson, well, Watson goes through here. Yeah. We've got 10, 12 days or something between now. Okay. And, and you know, to Mark's point, at the end of the day in the NFL, you get paid to win. And you overlook a significant amount of bad juju, as we say, with what these players do on right. a daily basis, on a weekly basis. And we, we have to give them the opportunity to repent, so to speak. And if right. that, during that repenting time, if we can win a hell of a lot of football games. And listen, say what you want. Deshaun Watson is a good NFL quarterback. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And he's a good athlete and he yep. is a winner. Yep. And they don't have that in Miami, right? And right. so it just goes with the same old cycle. We'll bring him here. We'll allow him to repent. We'll allow him to overcome his issues, no matter the issues, right? You could say the same for Randall Gregory in Dallas. Right, right. Yeah. You know, you could say, you know, what what all the pain have in, how much pain has he caused in people's lives? Yeah. Right. He did his time. He repented. He missed his games. He has done his thing and he is helping Dallas win. I think that is what, the my any owner will do to win football games right right um whether i agree with it or not and obviously i so disagree with it yeah at the end of the day the guy's signing the checks i mean what has the owner in washington gotten away with um, right in comparison yeah i agree absolutely so i i think i think wholeheartedly you know, the, the, what's his name? Ross, Stephen Ross. He just wants to win football games. Ross, yeah. And he knows wholeheartedly that NFL fans have very short memories when you win. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, okay, let's let's kind of turn this a bit more positive. We've talked about coaches in the in the hot seat. We've talked about quarterbacks on, on massage chairs. Now let's move it over to 
head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators that really impressed us. And I'll, I want to do this very quickly, kind of a quick kind of round robin uh, in, in, in 30 seconds or, or less. Who has impressed you the most so far? Yujita. Um, I already said it. I think Kellen Moore, um, Kellen Moore and then Quinn together. Yeah. Right. Um, I really like what, what they're doing as well. Um, Sean McDermott. Quinn has, has reinvented himself, right? And I think Kellen Moore is the next coach for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just a matter of time because... Absolutely. They got to talk about up. hot seat for a five and one team. Mike McCarthy has been a disaster in some of the decision making that he's been. Uh, well, I mean, these two coordinators actually have, you know, kind of uh, saved him from the hot right. seat for whatever they've been doing. Yes. Yeah, game management, whatever. Um, so, yeah, that, that's why I give them the heads up here. Mark, maybe Lafleur. <laughs> Who's your <laughs> Stop it, Mohammed. Stop it. <laughs> Dan Campbell. <laughs> Keep doing your stuff, Dan Campbell. <laughs> You're the right. Lions head coach. Um, th there's no real standout for me at the moment, to be perfectly okay. honest. And, and, you know, we kind of put these topics around a, a day or so ago, and I've been thinking right. a lot about it. Um, I think people are starting to do their jobs, but I'm not sure anyone's gone beyond Overachieving. what I really thought they could do. So I'm just going to kind of sit on the fence today. Um, perhaps we can revisit it in four or five weeks' time. Um, well, I think our, our resident coach is going to have a, a, a definite opinion. Um, um, what have you got, coach? Spencer Whipple. Who? Spencer Whipple. Whipple it out, baby. Whipple it out. Uh, I am not Spencer familiar. Whipple. <laughs> Expand on he your was, Whipple. He was the guy who did the play calling in the Arizona game. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. Assistant, yeah. assistant receivers coach knows the offense yeah. so well and helps create the script so well in Arizona that that is who um, the coach of Arizona trusted to call the plays. Not the quarterback's coach wow. or the assistant quarterback's coach. Um, he's the assistant receivers coach. He's just, he's bought in. He understands it. He, he will be your Joe Brady of 2021. Spencer Whipple. Interesting. Joe Brady. Uh -oh. <laughs> Joe Brady. <laughs> High Interesting. Hey, you, I don't think you'll have to worry about Joe Brady. I think he'll be gone. I think he'll be the next head coach at LSU. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, because he came from there, right? So he's, yep. he's probably going to go back to LSU. All right. Yep. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks, guys. It's been a fantastic. Hold on. Episode. We have a. I think we have a. Well, there's there's trivia two, question. There's two things. Ah, yes. I'd like oh, to say. There you go. We, before we go, first of all, huge thank you to Darla for her yes. appearance. Yeah, last shout week. out to Darla. Absolutely. Um, congratulations on the fantastic win. She owns well, that's you. just nonsense, but... Um, <laughs> she owns uh, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> she owns me, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, we, we both accept that and we know it, so it's okay. But I just wanted to say thank you to her, and um, there have been some comments, and yes, we hope that she's going to come back in a few weeks' time and, Our, uh, and, and come back. Best viewed episode on Facebook so far, exactly. so thank you to everybody who's, uh, who's thank watched the Thank you for the, the views. Yep. So, thank you for and, making us look okay. I'm not sure about that, <laughs> but uh, no, okay. thanks to Dala. Um, the trivia question I've got for this week, who threw okay. the longest pass in NFL history? Which quarterback threw the longest pass in NFL history? Oh, in NFL history. Yeah. 
I'm gonna. I'm so bad at these. So things. while you're thinking just... about it, I'm just gonna, you know, just talk some nonsense here. But I'm gonna go to coach in three, two, one. I really don't know. Okay. I, I read a stat of the longest punt in NFL history. Yeah, I think we saw that from the Jets. Yeah, that was up a few days great. ago. I don't know the answer to that. I'm sorry, shame guys. Any ideas? Brett Favre, something silly. Matthew, Stanton. Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jim McMahon. He didn't do 70 yards in his whole career. <laughs> the answer is Baker Mayfield. What against the Ravens on a Monday in December 2020, and it was a 70, nice. it was a 70 yards. So it was wow. just one of those things that I saw this week, and I thought. I didn't expect Baker Mayfield to hold. I wouldn't have record. known that. No, definitely wouldn't have guessed him. So thanks, uh, Marcus. Like that guy needed something to, to kind of boost his ego a bit more. So he has that kind of. Could be Case Keenum's job to lose if he goes on a little winning streak. Who right. knows? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that game is. We're recording Let's before see what that game, soon. so it'll be an interesting yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Excellent. Thank you, guys, for the trivia. Thanks for the engagement this has been a great episode uh for everybody watching like comment subscribe thanks and a lot we will see you guys next week thank you see thank you